Welcome back to our second Transformers tale from children's books. This is the Autobot's Secret Weapon, which is actually one of only two hardcover books put out by Marvel Comics. So, Yay. hey, I'm Sean, and we have with us Thomas, Sammy, and uh, so let's start off with uh, Autobot's Secret Weapon. To read along with us on this podcast, or to read the book before we look at it, you can go to camphortree.net slash tf slash books. That's Camp H-O-R tree. And click on the Marvel Hardcovers link. This is a very simple story. We can actually summarize this pretty easily. Basically, the Autobots, one gets captured, so some of them disobey Optimus to go save them. They get captured, so then they use the uh, Trojan Horse surprise attack. Win. The end. But... <laughs> the end. Everyone goes home. Podcast <laughs> over. That's well, it. not everyone, as we'll get into, possibly. <laughs> so, all right. I guess the first question I need to know is, I guess, do these books have an order? Like, does this take place after or before? Because... Do you think books have continuity in children's books? <laughs> this isn't a comic book. Yes, the Goosebump books had numbers. Yes. This was made the same year as the book we reviewed last time. So it came out in 85, but since it's only the year, we don't know when it came out, like, month-wise. But okay. we're making our I own mean, continuity. Still, so they established in continuity that Devastator existed, and mm-hmm. they fought Devastator in the other book. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happens in this episode? They fight Devastator. Sunstreaker is like, oh my god, I've never seen Devastator before, even though he was on the last book fighting. But then you go to Optimus a few pages later and goes, he knows what Devastator is. He's six robots in one. All 35 like, Autobots fought him in the last. <laughs> so apparently what Optimus I think some of, the, uh, some of the Autobots that were just further in the back, they just couldn't see anything. He can't play them. was already blown off before they got a chance to like kind of see what was going on <laughs> at, the, on the, at the front end of battle. So segue before we begin the real story. The writer of this is actually somebody who's uh, pretty famous. Nancy Krulik, and Sammy, I'm not calling out your age, but did you ever read as a child the Katie Kazoo Switcheroo books or the How I Survived Middle School books? No. Oh, okay. Well, she made, those are her two creator-owned series. And before she did that, she wrote Magic School Bus and Mary-Kate and Ashley uh, Detective Mystery books. Seriously? (laughs) And has done like 40-plus movie adaptation books. I mean, honestly, that makes a lot of sense with this book, because this book actually has, like, pretty decent writing. It's children writing. That's that's fine. There's some plot holes, but it is at least 20% better than the last book. I mean, she sounds like she's making a good living, just just making little yeah. kids' books for, like, yeah, we'll licensed see. properties that are kind of have built-in popularity. So if you want to read the novelization of Space Jam, <laughs> she's the one you want to see. Oh, she wrote that, too? Yeah. Like, I, I, I know that's a thing for some reason. <laughs> Uh, or if you want to watch, I just watched Tomb Raider, the movie, and she did the novelization of that one. Yeah, the artists, I couldn't find anything about the two of them, because one's the same artist from the last book, and the other, I couldn't find anything about either. Charles Nicholas. Mm-hmm. He might have done some more Transformers books, but... But anyway, on to Sun, uh, Sunstreaker. <laughs> the Venus of the Autobots. 
Yeah. So vain he doesn't notice a giant multi-story constructed. Uh, look, look. When you're when you're working on your Chrome, just everything else around you just disappears. Yeah, you know how you are. You know, you're standing over a river, checking out your your naked body. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just like awing in the rubbing spectacle. some suntan lotion on, <laughs> awing in the spectacle that is you. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes sense. It's fine. It's like he's waxing himself off, uh, off, <laughs> waxing. <laughs> he's waxing himself. It's for Wax kids, Thomas. <laughs> this, oh. this podcast is for kids. <laughs> Make sure we put an explicit warning on this episode. <laughs> Um, like, why is he doing that? But then he's gonna just sit on a rock, hang out next to a riverbed, just st- stomping in like muddy sand and stuff. Like, come on. Uh... Well, he's got to he's got to do the waxing and then jump into the river and wash. Like, it makes it all shiny, right? <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> Uh, I just like how they just keep shooting back and forth, and eventually they're just like, yeah, he's captured. They don't even show that part. It's a few pages of them shooting at each other. And Oh, I like how Devastator somehow dodges laser fire, despite being five stories tall. <laughs> they describe him as fast, like he's extremely nimble, or just as nimble, or maybe more nimble than Sunstreak, our little guy. And yeah, he's some, it, well, I guess not somehow, but Sunstreak here, because he's missing so much and, and dodging so many bullets, he just gets tired and... Just, Devastator just picks him up and just walks away with them. Yep, <laughs> like, shoink. When I first read this, I thought this was almost going to be a story about bullies because some guy's just hanging out and Devastator's like, not acting like a Decepticon at first where he wants to destroy him. He's just like, oh, I'm going to mess around with this little Autobot. Then <laughs> it was going to be like some story about that. <laughs> but it was not. Nah. nah, there's no lesson in this. <laughs> I think they attempted to make one by the end of it, but I was like, no. You can't just you can't just do that in the last two pages. The one thing I think is odd is you notice all the blanks like so every every page has a text box in it. And the text for the, the te- half the time the text fills the entire space. But sometimes there's like a space on page 15 where there you could fit another sentence. Other times you could fit three lines. Sometimes they'll increase the text box to be twice the size but then still have three blank lines. I'm like, what the heck happened here? They just place a text box and say make story for this art. Like, Probably. The, yeah, I wonder if it's due to a specific technique they use, because all these... I see what you're saying, that you wonder why they can't just make a bunch of different size boxes, but it seems that there's just a few si- box sizes, and that they just worked with those. It could have been an editing thing, too, where they edited it much later in the process, where it was too late to change. Yeah, yeah, that too. Part of, yeah, it might have just been part of the art. And, it was uh, like, ah, I guess we'll just fit it. I But at the same time, like you could have just made the text bigger so it would fit in the box. <laughs> and 22 is the most bothersome of all of them because the sentences are actually just half of the box. It's not just a couple of lines. Wow. It's, you could fit another paragraph there. It, yeah, it looks like maybe they just did it to be uniform because each page has mm-hmm. it's I, the, the size of the box is identical to, to the other page. So I got continuity questions for you here, you all. I just mentioned that he's like, oh, I don't know Devastator. And then Optimus later is, well, I know Devastator. He's six guys. He doesn't bother to tell anybody else. No, doesn't bother to warn anybody. But uh, Nobody else has access to records to see that Devastator was made by their ship when they were all repaired. The Dinobot goes there and goes, he can't wait to fight him because he's never fought Devastator before. <laughs> so... 
Uh, I, what's funny is that like not all of the Dinobots go, just yeah. some of them. Yeah, you can just say, oh, the Dinobots are stupid, so he just doesn't remember fighting them. In Grimlock's case, you're like, Grimlock would be out there because he always disobeys Optimus Prime. Exactly. He would have been right out there with the main three people that went. Yeah, that was one of the things I had to go back and check. Wait a minute, Grimlock actually didn't go. I thought he was already just with them. So what happens is, I said Sunstreaker is captured. But I guess before we get too far ahead, I have yeah. to mention just the whole cell thing. Yeah. They capture him, they put him in a cell. It's just bars, like metal bars with space in between them. <laughs> and it seems like the whole time, from the moment he was captured and put into the cell, he's shooting out of the cell, shooting at the Decepticons. Yeah. He starts off oh shooting at Devastator. <laughs> Megatron shows up. Wait, wait. Devastator breaks up and he starts shooting at all six of them. <laughs> now continue. <laughs> Devastator, one of the, the Constructicons talk to them. Then Megatron shows up and he starts ranting. Then then he just starts shooting at Megatron. He shoots and then, him in the face. He shoots him in the back of the head after shooting him in the face. Then uh, and that just pisses them off. So now so now the the Constructicons and Megatron are shooting at him at Sunstreak inside the cell. It's just oh, this is like so sad. And they describe it that he he. He crawls up into a corner of his cell to tend to his wounds. It's just, man, they're gonna, like torturing this guy. I mean, you, you know kind of asked no, for can't, it. <laughs> I can't. I cannot blame the Decepticons for this one because that was Sunstreaker's own dumb. Fault. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely <laughs> like, stupid. What? Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna run? You didn't... <laughs> and I... Like, what was your plan? <laughs> it's just like it's just I'm like, just gonna just like... lash out just because. <laughs> do you think that they weren't gonna shoot you back? Like. <laughs> I didn't want to skip over that. That just that whole beginning of the book. Yeah, that, the whole, that was hilarious. Was he was just shooting so funny. And the construct cons are like, eh, Liam is gone. It's just one person. Just Megatron gets so pissed off, he turns around and shoots him. What <laughs> Megatron, really? I'm surprised he didn't turn into a gun and have someone hold him and shoot him so that he could make a hole through him. Just kill him. And then no, no, for, that's too much. Yeah. It's too much. They need him for the grand plan. For some reason they, yeah. they contact Blaster and I'm like, Do they have Blaster's frequency? But I guess that's cartoon logic, you know. You always have a way to contact the good guys yeah. somehow. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't really have too much of an issue with that. I just, I can't, I can't get over. But like also, Megatron, Megatron's spatial expression there too is like, huh, huh, like, what? like what just happened? I can't yeah. believe this. This oh. guy with a giant gun in his arm, he actually shot me. Well, also look what he, what he shot him with was a laser, was a missile, but it's drawn to be a laser. Yeah, that was another thing yeah. that I noticed that I didn't want to get too nitpicky. <laughs> But basically, even throughout the whole fight, the initial fight with Devastator, they call it a laser missile. They call yes. it a laser rocket. Some uh, people had laser missiles. Some people only had lasers. Oh, some were, people actually have lasers? Okay. Yeah, so if you yeah. were an awful Transformer, you got just lasers. Yeah, they, they just kept calling just it missiles. Like... I was like, what, what missiles? This, yeah. I only see laser blasts. But then they, then they call them laser missiles, so they are just referring to... I guess there are just different types of laser blasts. So basically, Megatron's like, we got your boy, and we're gonna kill him, and we're... We're going to resurrect him as a Decepticon because that's totally <laughs> within the continuity of the show. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it because we have Devastator. No, it's just like, yeah, no, that's how that works. That's how you make a Decepticon. You just take an Autobot and destroy them and then rebuild them as a Decepticon. Wait, does that mean all the, different. all the Decepticons then are zombie Transformers? <laughs> zombie Autobots. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so the Autobots have only been fighting themselves <laughs> it's so See, deep it gets, it gets really deep at that point <laughs> you guys have a continuity explanation for that as to why that's not a real thing <laughs> is megatron just stupid 
Does he uh, think he's got a new plan that just doesn't work? Well, I mean, as we later find out, you know, Hook's a surgeon. Uh, and so I'm sure he can use his uh, his surgeoning to make Decepticons. It makes sense. Yeah, sure. As much sense as Hook is a surgeon. <laughs> yeah. Hook is one of the Constructicons. <laughs> and apparently he's a surgeon and a, and a like a crane or something like he that. He has a hook. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't have a hook for a hand. <laughs> uh, and I like how this whole time they're shooting at Sunstreaker. He gets shot like 20 times, even in a Devastator battle, and he's not damaged. These can take a lot of punishment, these these Transformers in this book. Well, except for the ones at the end, apparently, who just pass out. I feel like there were too many passed out robots in that last panel. I mean, I'm jumping super ahead, but... Yeah, so what happens... Yeah, because Optimus is like, no, we can't give in. We gotta think of a plan. And Sideswipe's like, no, my twin brother's been kidnapped. And you're like, what? At least that's what I got. I was like, twin brother, what are you talking about? They're all, yeah, they're all completely different. I mean, I don't know. I guess we can't really apply human biology to the giant robots that talk, so. Well, I know they later explain it in lots of comics. I don't know if the cartoon ever did, but I'm just like. There's sparks split in two. Yeah, I don't know which, I don't even remember which continuity that is. I have no idea. I, I just think of this, first of all, he says he's his twin brother. First of all. There's so many things to unpack with this. Not just his brother, but his twin. Well, like mine, and, I, or, I, it says uh, Sunstreaker is my twin Autobot. It doesn't necessarily say <gasps> brother. Oh, he doesn't? Oh my god, I remember that incorrectly. Wow. <gasps> I'm just gender correcting all over the place. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> so, But like, it's still twin Autobot. It's just... Maybe they were made from this, the same mold. <laughs> I don't know. Then they destroy that mold. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I like it's fine. how... fine. We need to sell more toys. <laughs> That's the explanation. I like, how, yeah, I like how Optimus is like, oh no, Devastator is too strong to fight. I was like, Swoop just went out and took him out in one blow last book. Why don't you just send Swoop in? And <laughs> be like, done. For whatever reason... Well, yeah, for whatever reason, some of the Dinobots go, but Grimlock is behind. He seems like the most headstrong of all of them that always goes off and disobeys Yeah, instead Optimus. it's instead it's Sideswipe and two of the uh, the other Dinobots. Dinobots. I can never remember their names. Sludge and Slag. And the Triceratops and the... Brachiosaurus looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I just... I love how Optimus for this is just like, I must tell you about Devastator. He's not an ordinary Decepticon. He really is six constructicons put together it's gonna take all of our strength and cleverness to defeat him send you... three robots and you can buy all six of them separately for 29.99 <laughs> i just you're talking about all this like togetherness and bloopity blop and he's really dangerous and three three bots three robots well he didn't actually send them they went off on their own but he so... clearly approved it he didn't really stop them he he said before you go let me just tell you about devastator oh okay i'm not really gonna yeah. stop you and i'm we're not gonna plan this out and maybe get something together get you some help let me just tell you this one thing though yeah but <laughs> well, look at page 24 that's when they first describe laser missiles on these poor defenseless uh nameless Sound decepticon waves? guards those no, are sound waves. No, the sound waves have faces. Those are generic guard Decepticons. Yeah, they, they just call look them two... like two sound waves. <laughs> Decepticon <laughs> but they're not guards. colored in the right color palette. No, I'm... no, no. But but those are definitely. Oh yeah, he's like, definitely those got are... the fast forward rewind down there. He's also wearing and, like, sunglasses. <laughs> it's fine. It's also his triplet brothers. Yes, <laughs> trip. The, the the lesser known God, square gonna... wave and triangle wave. <laughs> I was trying to think of some other word for sound. I just went with like the chip tune sound wave i don't know chip wave 
Yeah. But yeah, so that's when they first start using laser missiles. Not just lasers or missiles, but laser missiles. And just, that seems a little like overkill. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. You can have both. And then they're just standing in front of Devastator. I thought it would have been hilarious if they're like, yeah, we're going to fight Devastator. And then it immediately cuts to Optimus listening to Blaster going again. And you hear, we have captured your other Autobots. <laughs> and I'm just like, that would have been hilarious. I mean, essentially, that is what happened. They didn't stand a chance. Yeah, we get four pages of them fighting. And yeah, not the doing a thing. And then, then there's infighting among the Decepticons because we've got even more pages to fill. So... We're going to do it. The yeah, this, page this limit. This book seemed pretty long. Longer than the other one. The other one was, what, 30-something pages? It was the same exact page count. It was. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's probably because it was mandated. They had the, She had the story for the, the thing and realized she only had 20 pages of story. So she had to make this side quest about the rebels. Then had to make another two-page <laughs> side quest about Decepticon infighting. <laughs> And then had to stretch out Strunstreaker's fight with Devastator. It just seems very drawn out all over the place. So much filler. But anyway, so they're captured. And then he's like, yes, now I'll have four more evil Decepticons once I kill them and use their parts. <laughs> uh. And this is where they mention that Hook is a surgeon. <laughs> How, how's the story going at the halfway point for you guys before the main quest begins? Yeah. I mean, as soon as you get to them building the statue and rolling it in, pretty funny that Grimlock's dragging it in. I mean, you maybe a kid wouldn't notice that, but yeah, you're like, okay, now I know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. But then it kind of goes that way, but then it kind of doesn't for some yeah. reason. Hey, what were you thinking, Sammy? You're saying Sammy? Sorry, I know. I was, I was just saying that I'm actually enjoying this one a lot more than the other one, and also in just general sense of like, yeah, like this is a fun book. For just a kid's book, like... Yeah, it has a story. Maybe the difference is yeah. because there's no humans in this one. <laughs> and maybe you know what? The, yes. everybody who does Transformer stuff should take that lesson and learn it. Take it to heart. You don't want Daniel in an exosuit? You don't want three humans following you around because they discovered no. your identity no. and you're afraid they'll be kidnapped no at weird, any moment? No babysitting, no buddy cop nonsense. You don't need a human in a wheelchair? <laughs> Don't you need five humans fusing together to form one robot? Wait. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm imagining, like, body <laughs> horror human dis- transformers, and they're like, dear God, what is it? <laughs> it's an abomination it's to nature. Like I don't need a little kid sitting on Optimus' shoulder in space talking about school projects. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to listen to all those. All, like, t- 20 of them. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, they act like they're surrendering. They build this giant statue, I guess, to, I don't know, show how much they're going to worship Devastator. It's, um, a, it's like, that was it, 35? So we're 35, page 35 in here. And there's like, yep. He's like, he got the idea for some reason from one of the other Decepticons while Optimus, I mean, from the other the Autobots while he's thinking. And holy shit, Windcharger's in this story in the background. He's, well, he's never in this anywhere. So, but yeah, so yeah, a lot of people are shown but not described in this one. But you won't really pay attention because it's focusing on the main story and only a few of them anyway. Yeah. I uh, I want to know how they built that statue in terms of like, is it wood? one, again, the material. What is it made out of? How did they do this? It looks also, like, wood. like Yeah, I would assume it would be something like pretty hardcore, like rock. Well, not rock, but like concrete or, or just straight up metal. Um, the how frame looks like this? it's metal, but when they break through, it just looks like. They're all jumping out a piece of paper because the way it, it tears and ripples and stuff. It looks yeah. like styrofoam. Yeah. <laughs> look at this. If you look at page 37, 
the leg is so small, no Transformer could fit in that because it only looks like as wide as like a few inches. Yeah, the depth of it, yeah. And also, if nobody has really like seen Devastator, how did they get it that accurate? Oh, oh, but the best is page 36 where Megatron is holding a giant piece of paper that says, <laughs> We surrender, signed the Autobots. <laughs> just, how, just Megatron. Well, looks real enough to me. The one thing that's hilarious in the Japanese Transformers show, they're always printing out paper that says from their computer that goes, "Ah, oh, the Decepticons are here." Because <laughs> apparently, even thousands of years in the future, you need paper. Why? <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Devastator comes up. They bring out of a statue, and yeah, like I was saying, is like it didn't actually just go just the normal route of just Trojan Horse story. Uh, we're gonna destroy you guys with a surprise attack. No, nope, everybody attack, just attack. There's they start fighting, but it immediately just turns into chaos. Where <laughs> the reason they lose is because they're fighting each other in a terrible well, way. And, and also, like the Constructicon, it freaks out and splits up into six robots again. Well, see, I liked that because that was actually a story point. As Optimus yeah. told us, there's six different people, and so they realized that well. Six people thinking as one has got to be really difficult. So they're just thinking, well, let's shoot him in like all at once in so many places that his brains will not be able to figure out where to block, where to go, and they just they can't handle it. Yeah, and, like, I actually I thought, really enjoyed that. I so thought that, that idea makes was pretty sense. good. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He has an excuse for why he fell apart and like why he why he's not as effective as he could be. But I don't think there's any excuse for Rumble. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, okay, hold on, hold on. Before we get to Rumble, just just on the other. Still on the topic of, of um, Devastator. Devastator. Yeah. On page 38, where he is just kind of gently holding the statue, yes. I didn't read the blurb yet because I was like, when I was originally reading this, like, I thought he was just like, I figured you out and was just gonna like lift him up and toss him. And, yeah, tear it apart. I know you're in there. <laughs> or he's just like, yeah, like I... I was, I'm so ready. I was like, oh no, they, they, all right. I like how he's just holding it. It's like, I am amazed. Something that looks like me, but a different color. It's almost like they're it's a recast toy so they don't have to make any more money off of it. <laughs> Here, you can get your own Trojan Horse Devastator for twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> Comes with exploding Autobot popping out of the chest. <laughs> what every kid needs. So yes, Rumble. Yeah, or so, no. you know... Six minds and trying to act as one, they kind of have an excuse for, like, not being as, as effective as they could be. Rumble, he's just causing havoc for everybody, knocking his own guys in the, into the holes that he's causing, that he's creating by just apparently just jumping up and down, throwing a tantrum. He's not using his pile driver arms. He doesn't have pile driver arms. He creates his earthquakes by <laughs> jumping up and down. And it describes that, too. Yeah, it's it's specifically described as, he jumped and he pounded and he screamed and he yelled. Then the ground cracked open. <laughs> but what happens? Thousands of robots were falling. Like, how big was thousands. this battle? Thousands. 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 39 Autobots and uh, <laughs> almost a thousand Decepticons. All those little Decepti- the colored, uh, the colorless Decepticon guards. <laughs> What's his excuse? How, how does he not have any control over his his powers? Uh, I, yeah. He's not aware of what he can do. He just doesn't just sit the battle out, let some of the other thousand Decepticons handle it. We, uh... But yeah, they're all they're all these flyers are shooting themselves out of the sky. Rumbles acting crazy, yeah. tossing his guys in a hole. It's just it's ridiculous. He um he's acting like Donald Duck. Oh god, <laughs> that's funny. 
So one thing I think is hilarious is you know remember how in the first three episodes Optimus is like Autobots to the air. Yeah. And then never again. In this episode, if you look at page 42, all fighter jets to the air. And I'm like, oh, I guess the Autobots have jets now. So I that's just didn't thing. question it. <laughs> if they have thousands of robots with them somehow, or even between 35 and 1,000, there's got to be some airplanes in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess since now there's apparently thousands of robots... <laughs> Maybe this takes place long after their initial encounter with Devastator. Maybe that's why they forgot. <laughs> that would make sense. I and the and the uh, the kids are dead or the humans are dead. That's right. So, yep. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they're not no. there. So I see, apologize I, for trying. See, I was to... thinking that both of these books like could take place after season one, but before season two when Devastator's introduced. And plus, these would just be more fun to read back-to-back anyway, I think. You see really awful writing and the, the, and the next to the uh, how it should have been. I think my favorite part of this whole thing, though, is the second-to-last page where Optimus just randomly picks up this shiny metal plate off of the ground. Just, where did it come from? You are... I thought you were near the... Yeah, you're in the mountains. You're in the mountains technically next to a base, but are there just chunks of the base falling off and you pick this up? So Megatron just is like, eh, well, I guess my side's losing. Time to kill Optimus. And attempts to shoot him with a laser missile, whatever. I like and almost point like, blank range. Oh, no. See, he used yeah. a laser cannon and it probably wouldn't have reflected on him if he actually used a laser missile. Or True. a laser rocket. True. But instead he chose the wrong weapon. Yeah, I mean, the only way I could sort of make sense of that is that from all the flyers that were getting blown up and all that, I mean, there's clearly some death that's going on. Maybe he just picked up another Decepticon or Autobot's body or, or what was left but of it that, and used it as a shield. That flat, See, that flat piece is as big as his chest. That's yeah, <laughs> like his torso. Yeah. And, so the only way I can make, uh, like, but even then, that just raises more questions. Is, well, if who who. Do you want to what, know it? what part of a robot did he get this from? How do they have like? How can they reflect laser blasts? Why aren't they all yeah. built like that? So hold on, I gotta see, I gotta hear Sammy's reaction to this story. So there's another Transformer story I had on audio cassette. So in order to stop Megatron's laser that was in space, they go to the desert and make a hundred mile piece of metal to reflect the laser back at it. What? Uh, they go to another planet to do that? No, they go to the desert. And oh, they're make, all on the same planet. In Earth. Yeah. And and they just use it, and they just put it in front of the laser, so when it tries to shoot Earth, it just reflects it back and destroys the satellite. I have so many questions. <laughs> it's like the most extreme of picking up something and reflecting it back, which I'm sure all of you have seen this in so many cartoons growing up. Yeah. Where lasers just get reflected off things and bounce back. No, see, but in cartoons, they at least had enough continuity <laughs> to, like, have that make sense. Where this one, we're, so, like, pondering for five minutes about where the heck this piece came from. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the fact that Optimus and Megatron actually fought. The writer was like, oh, the, the two leaders, they have to at least have an altercation of some kind. Yeah, Because yeah. they didn't fight no, at all in cool. the, well, they fought on the very first page of the origin story in the last book. But in this one, like, if they had cut out some filler, they probably could have included 
just two pages of them fighting before he reflected it back at him. To yeah, make see, it... that one, that would have at least made it more complete, maybe. Maybe they mm-hmm. could have explained where that piece came from. Well, yeah, I mean, the way that that happened, they, they jumped straight from Rumble and all the other Decepticons causing trouble for each other straight to basically Optimus picking up this metal. Yeah, like they were doing so well until these last two pages that just was, eh, go home. Yeah, that's basically the mentality on this page. So he reflects the laser blast, Megatron gets hit, he falls and he screams in pain, and Optimus is like, well, he got hit, that's it, let's go Autobots, <laughs> yep. pick, up like- the, pick up the wounded, what's left of them, anybody who's still alive, let's head on out, okay. Megatron got hit by a laser blast, he's not dead or anything. <laughs> That's it. Like, Go home. Megatron's just wounded, and all the Autobots are like, "Yay!" Picks up other Autobots and just leaves the battlefield. And Megatron's like, "That's still okay, guys. It's only a flesh wound." Uh, well, it says here, Megatron screamed in pain and fell to the ground. And then after that, Optimus is like, "Gather up the bodies of our wounded." Okay, good. He says wounded. If he just said just bodies, <laughs> this would have ended on a more, more depressing more, note. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you'd be like, no, not that Constructicon who's an Autobot. I got an Autobot symbol on him, not him. (laughs) (laughs) I assume they just, being the apathetic leader that he is, he just leaves Megatron on the ground for him to wake up and cause evil once again. And yeah, I mean, all the while, the whole setup for the story is because Sunstreak got captured, but then three others also got captured. They're leaving the Decepticon base without actually getting them just because they shot Megatron? No, they're here. Well, no, they... no, because they were they were brought out by Megatron when the oh, uh, that's right, he did bring out. them out. So they're put on show. They had the shock face of we surrendered. That was just Megatron's fault. Like you could have just left them in the cell. I like how Megatron when he brings them out, he's not even happy either that they're out or like about them surrendering. He's like, oh, I wanted to to kill them more, <laughs> like. <laughs> More target practice. For some reason, the Sun Streak starts shooting at the, the the Autobots that were being brought in too. Since he's just shooting at anybody who gets near his cell. <laughs> have any of you guys seen Transformers Armada? I have not. I've only seen clips. No. I okay. Well, I don't know if there's too much of a spoiler, but Optimus Prime maybe dies. I mean, really, at this point, is Optimus dying a spoiler? Basically, I mean, he maybe dies in a lot. Basically, stuff, he like. dies at the yeah. end of the episode, and the entire next episode is Megatron depressed as all hell because he has nobody to fight and he takes it out on all the Decepticons because he finally won and now he's not got nothing left to live for. And and like Optimus Prime resurrects at the end of the episode and he smiles for like the first time in his life and he's like, yes, my rival is back. And this, just, is, <laughs> this is why people ask, you know, why do you, why do you ship Optimus and Megatron? This is the exact reason. <laughs> well, even in that show, Megatron, he, he tries to get Optimus to admit that he has fun fighting him. And even Optimus is like, even if I did, I could never admit that. Like, he's, he's like... He's so sincere. <laughs> it's just so funny to see him just be, like, so depressed for a whole episode. And be like, <laughs> what am I going to do with my life? It sounds accurate, though. Absolutely. That's fine. Especially since it's Armado, so it's, like, it's Japanese animu. And I like that. That makes so much sense. Well, it's... I, is it... Japanese? I thought it had some American writers or input. I think it was a co-production. definitely feels like American storytelling. That particular kind of plot device trope has been used in plenty of stuff. I I mean, Batman and the Joker. Fair. (laughs) Sorry. Fair. No, no, no. It's true. I've been been watching a lot of Dragon Ball. So, uh, like, when you said that, I was like, Goku and Vegeta at the point that I'm at right now. There's nothing to do with Transformers. I'm sorry. Uh, what'd you all think of the Autobot's secret weapon? You know, I need a toy of it. Of, uh, paper oh, of the shade devastating. Shade devastating. <laughs> yeah. 
they haven't sold it already. Oh, it's oh. like a build-your-own kit that they almost sell. I almost forgot the most amazing thing, the cover, okay? It, okay, so first of all, there's an Insecticon on the cover, which makes no sense. Look at the picture in the center. So, who's in the center? Devastator. Yep. Okay, so, Sammy, who's that down there in the corner, in the right-hand corner? Um, it, 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 uh... <laughs> isn't that also a Constructicon? <laughs> yes! Who's looking at Devastator, who... He is one of the limbs of who is somehow complete coming after him. I also enjoy how his head is specifically sparkly. Like someone, like why? And he why has that like that's spot? like the most emotion I've ever seen in any Autobot show. <laughs> but maybe that's why because he's wait a minute, I'm Devastator. How am I here and you're there? <laughs> you, you don't like he's uh... dreaming. He's dreaming about it. You don't like dull surprise Constructicon or uh, or uh, not having emotions? Or what is it like? Megatron always looks like he's frowning and so do a few other uh, people. They always look like they just go instant frown about what's yeah, happening around Yeah, there's a them. lot less face, a lot less lips on the, on these uh, Autobot and Decepticons in this book. They don't need emotions. They're just aliens, right? Yeah, that's why we just we'll kill them off to sell more toys. Nothing can happen there. <laughs> Final thoughts, Sammy? Uh, yeah, um, other than stupid styrofoam, uh, anyways, I enjoyed it. I, I actually did enjoy it. I thought it was a fun read, other than those last two pages that just dropped the story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and some other questionable moments. Overall, overall, I liked it. This book, I guess, ha- having now read both of them, are there more? Because if there's more, I've de- I, I can say now that I kind of want to read them. At least see the ending. Because this whole thing with Optimus just... Hey, we won. Forget everything that's happening right now. We won. We won. Like, it's some kind of moral victory that he's desperately seeking. And once he has it, he's just like, nope, that's it. We won the war. Don't got to worry about you anymore, Megatron. Well, the funniest thing is there's actually a ton of Transformers books. Not anymore in this hardcover, but there are a lot of storybooks... And even the coloring... Are they written by the, the same... Is it like the same... No, this was her a, only this... Transformers okay. book. And it's the same with the other writer. But there's not only a lot of audio books, mm. like on record or cassette tape from America and the UK. There's a ton of children's uh, books. And there's also around, I think, somewhat like almost 10 choose-your-own-adventure books. Yes. Yes. I have one of them, and I, they're actually really fun. So I thought that would be fun to to read one and choose the continuity <laughs> from our decisions. Will it make more sense than these books? <laughs> Who knows? Sammy, have you read it? Um, I've only read one of them, so and like that one was fun. I don't remember which one it is because it's been so long. Um, but I liked all the the different paths. Yeah, I mean, never... I didn't really pay attention to continuity at the time because I was just like, oh my god, I can make my own adventure. Like, I'm yeah. five again. And I just thought there's so many books out there that we could review. There's no order to them. We can just pick whatever we want. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. So sure. sometime after the next episodes, figure out which one would be fun to do. Maybe just start with a choose-your-own-adventure book. We have to. We, we really should do that. I think mm-hmm. it'd be fun. I'm only interested if they all have the optimist sets in this book. If they have not what? Apathetic optimist. Apathetic optimist. Apathetic optimist. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed this uh, this dramatic story, full of competent storytelling and actual characters solving something without just blowing it up or bashing it in. 
and more adult material for the adults out there that just were looking forward to seeing Autobot bodies, death, and torture in cells. Because, <laughs> you know, this inspired 24, right? <laughs> oh. He said he had until sunrise. That's what, he, that's what Megatron said. That was, that was good. So, so anyway, uh, this is Sean. And Thomas. Sammy. And we'll see you next time when we return for one more quick Japanese short story before continuing on to the next two animated episodes. Yay! Thanks for Steve-O Stonebreaker for hosting all these Transformer stories on his website.